So thank you everyone for joining us today. We have Ian. I, I think that's how you say your name, Ian. I'm Mr. Discord to you. Okay. Or, or Mr. Discord. Um, we're having him for a builder talk. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, so I, I guess we can kind of just start off with um, who you are. If you want to introduce yourself to everyone, um, what you do. And yeah, I guess we can go from there. Yeah, um, my name's Ian Mitchell. I'm a uh, senior software developer at uh, Discord on the Bots and API team. So uh, I've been working on things like slash command mentions, uh, message components. Um, I've worked on like the dev portal. I've worked on some upcoming features that we've announced, like app directory, some that we haven't announced, you know, things like that. Um, done some api work i think most notably i, I rewrote the uh, image uploader on desktop so um the multiple image uploads the new kind of inline instead of the, the modal pop-up uh was was work that i did and i think impacted probably the most users um i let's see i i I've worked at some other companies before i when i graduated college i uh started out at zillow as a full stack engineer um but I was kind of self-taught through high school and college uh, for web development specifically. Um, so I knew a lot of CSS, a lot of HTML. Didn't know as much JavaScript. So I was kind of like more of the, what I like to call the uh, traditionally trained web developer, which tried to rely west, less on JavaScript and like focus more on HTML and CSS, the, the semantic web kind of. So uh, because of that background and experience at Zillow uh, over the Four years I was there, I kind of transitioned into more of a front-end role. Um, and then when React kind of came out and got big, uh, kind of picked up more JavaScript. And we started to like move from uh, Java rendered uh, HTML and, and CSS to, okay, now we have like a JavaScript um, application. And I was involved in like rewriting Zillow in uh, React.js and, and kind of microservices and server-side rendered DOMs, things like that. Um, after four years there, I uh interviewed around a little bit ended up going to meta for a short stint um that's kind of when the pandemic hit and uh discord started to hire remotely so i'm based in seattle washington and didn't really want to move to the bay area so i didn't really interview with a lot of companies i i liked but when i heard discord was um hiring remotely uh i thought it was kind of a, a good opportunity because i usually was coding um, Discord bots in my free time. I've had one since some of the early days of uh, the API. Uh, you can tell it's old because like the application ID and the bot user ID are different. Um, and that's always like the the telltale sign that, you know, you have gray in your hair. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I saw that there was actually a job on the bots and API team. And I was like, well, I'm probably a bad fix. I'm a front end developer, but I reached out to the hiring manager and was told that, you know, hey, we're starting to add components we're doing slash commands we're doing fun things like this uh and turns out that those are pretty like front end focused features so uh yeah it was um kind of meant to be uh and now i'm here trolling people and uh you know kind of talking about front end development and bot development a lot that's awesome it seems like you've done a lot um and i did have a question that would probably make more sense to go from there which was did you study computer science or computer engineering in uh college or did you like learn afterwards yeah so i went to cal poly which is kind of halfway between sf and la um on the coast of uh, california and I, I did study computer science there so 
Um, like I said, I kind of came in without knowing a whole lot of programming. This was before like AP computer science was even a thing. Um, I'm dating myself a little bit here, but, uh, you know, I, I taught myself some PHP, uh, which was the popular server language at the time, um, new HTML and CSS, but like that doesn't translate super well to like Java to C. um, we didn't use Python then cause Python wasn't super popular for like educational areas yet. Uh, Java and C were still like the traditional languages we learned. Um, so yeah, I went through all of that and, uh, eventually I taught myself Ruby and, uh, uh, Rails, which uh, kind of colored how I approach programming, probably still to this day a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I went through computer science and, and you know, kind of mixed uh, classes with like teaching myself stuff. Awesome, awesome. That's really cool. Um, okay, so I guess another question would be, um, what are some of your favorite projects that you worked on um, outside of like the companies? Um, if you have like any personal projects, um, yeah. what are your you know, favorite. That's a tough one. Um, I have ones that I hate. Um, I have ones that are useful, but I don't like to maintain. Which ones do I like tinkering with? That's uh probably my personal website. I'd say is like the kind of the cliche answer almost. But um, you know, as a web developer, I like to to use it to try new things, to um, learn more about a certain technology. Like it's it's over engineered. It's much more code than it needs to be which is true for a lot of my personal projects i think but like it's kind of a playground to learn new things which i like and i have full ability to customize it and um things like that which i like um it's been rewritten and you know i, I switch frameworks all the time i've gone from i think next version one to gatsby back to next version two uh what are they they're on like next version 12 now probably going to switch to remix soon because uh i've been playing a lot with remix and i'd like to spend more time learning that um but uh i i have the most fun with that one i think um i like to i, I liked to mess with aquarius a lot which is my discord bot um for four or five years that was probably my favorite project after working for discord like i like to take breaks from discord so it, it's kind of fallen by the wayside if i ever left the company i imagine it would pretty quickly rise to be one of my uh favorite projects again uh there's a meme right now about how the bot's kind of dead and just not getting developed in a large part that's because like you know on the weekends i don't really want to be coding the discord api because i have to do that monday through friday <laughs> um but i i definitely think like that bot is responsible for a lot of my technical um growth as a as a developer i've tried you know several different architectures i've learned a lot about like how to structure code what works well from like api patterns um different like you know classes versus functional programming how to interweave them um things that kind of like how to design an api so like i can go in and add commands a little more easily or like i can come in and like things are self-documented um things like that awesome yeah that, that totally makes sense um and i have seen your bot um and it is a good bot um but it, does it make was sense. a good bot i'm not sure it is anymore but it, it, it's a fun bot we'll put it that way yeah yeah i'd agree um but yeah okay um so i actually did want to add on to my question earlier um and i wanted to say did you like have interest like going into college you studied computer science um but beforehand did you already know that you wanted to study it did you like have experience with it before or did you go into college like knowing nothing about it um yeah, I knew I wanted to do it. So so Cal Poly is interesting in that you have to declare a major when you apply. 
Um, so like I knew I was doing computer science uh, back in high school, probably back in middle school even. I was always interested in like game development, which is kind of the the I think traditional path to it. Um, I, I like like the creative aspects of it, and game programming seemed fun. I read about it, and like you know, I, I being in Seattle, there's a lot of game developers out there. There's a lot of friends um, who had parents who were, who were like working in game development, and the stories I heard kind of pushed me away from that a little bit. Like the industry's pretty uh, pretty nasty, I guess is what I'd say. <laughs> Um, but I still want to do something a little creative, which is kind of how I fell into front end web development. Um, cause it's, it's still like a little fun. You get to, you get to think about the UI UX a little bit. It's, it's a little more, you, you have to think about things a little more than just like, I, I feel like back in development a lot of the time is, um, you know, numbers, you got to do the math, you got to do calculations, figure out like what's the throughput, what's the load, um, how are we going to scale this, things like that. And. Those are fun problems, but I feel like I fall into kind of a routine doing that. So like the front end web development, we're like, there's just always something new to try a new pattern. There's a lot of changes. There's just so much breadth of stuff to know or think about there. Kind of kind of kept me like interested in it for a little longer, I think. Yeah, that I, that completely makes sense. Um, so I'm assuming you like front end over back end. Yeah, yeah, definitely a front end developer these days. Like, I can do back end to a certain extent. I'm trash at like uh, DevOps, and I have no no love for for DevOps either. So, uh, yeah, everyone's happier when I when I stay out of that that area. Yeah, all right, that makes sense, um, and I can see why. Um, but okay, um, and I wanted to ask this as well. Um, is your favorite uh, programming language JavaScript? Um. I think it's Ruby, actually. Uh, oh. Ruby has a certain elegance to it um, and is just so visually pretty to look at, to read and write. Um, and I think it, um, like, there's parts of JavaScript I really like, but I think Ruby as a whole is just, uh, it, it's like prose almost. And I just love the way that it looks, that it, like, was kind of designed. Um, if I could, if I could lift several of like Ruby's, uh, like like uh, snake case, like question marks, things like that, and put that into JavaScript, I that would be my ideal language. I think. Yeah, I, I can see why again. Um, me personally, I, I don't like Ruby as much, but I can see why you'd like it. Um, I'm a huge fan of Ruby on Rails. I think like even today, there's if you're serious about building a product, um starting with Ruby on Rails is like something that you should have a good reason not to do. It, like if if you don't have a solid reason, I think like starting a project on Ruby on Rails is the correct technical decision. Yeah. That's maybe a hot take, but I think it's actually like if you really look at it, it's kind of it's a it sounds like a hot take, but it's like a lukewarm take. Yeah. Um it's just it's such a powerful framework to to get going and like to prototype and like rapidly iterate on stuff and so much uh so much is provided out of the box. Yeah, I I I can understand that. Um all right. You're um, at so Shopify, right? Yeah, I, I did an internship this summer. Um but okay. it ended before school started, yeah. And yeah. I know they're, they're a huge Ruby fan. Um, yeah, yeah. They're they're all built on Rails. Yeah, everything. Um, and I know even Toby, like, he just loves it a lot. Yeah, but I can see why again. Like, but yeah, and there's also Gumroad. They also use Ruby a lot. Um, but yeah, 
All right, so uh, another question would be, do you like um, collaborating with other people on projects or do you like working solo more? I like collaborating. Um, I think uh, a lot of that is like, um, you know, with front end development, you have to work with the designer and a PM a little more closely. Like back end, it's kind of like, hey, we want this product feature. And that's kind of, you know, the technical details are a little less important um for like uh, a product spec whereas like with front end like you know you're going to be talking about like the color of a button and you're going to need like two or three people to weigh in on that so maybe it's forced but uh i definitely feel like working and collaborating with designers and like giving input and things like that is a, a ton of fun and just generally makes like the experience better too yeah i'd agree with that too um i like collaborating with other people um but i also like doing stuff by myself but yeah yeah um, there's definitely times like i'd say i'm an introvert but like project yeah i guess I like i like working with people but maybe not like you know talking the entire yeah. time through it but like yeah, meeting yeah. and then doing solo stuff yeah like cycling yeah through. yeah i feel like it just depends like i don't know just the current mood um but yeah all right so there's a question that we ask a lot of people. I'm sure we've asked this at least once to everyone on Builder Talks, and it's how do you personally uh, cope with burnout and balancing your time? <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm still trying to figure it. So I'm uh, 31 now, so I've gone through several cycles of this. Um, sometimes I... Like, I've burned out on Aquarius bot development before, and I usually set it aside for several months. Uh, and just come back to it later. I've done this with other projects too, where like I'll get pretty deep into it. I'll kind of burn out on it. And ultimately I find like the best thing to do is just to set it aside and like not try to power through it and just be like, I'm, I just can't do this project. So I'll find a new hobby. Maybe I'll pick up a video game or something else. And like, I just won't code. It's harder when it's your job. Um, but usually just talking to my manager and being like, yo, I'm, a little burned out here so i'm gonna need like some smaller projects that aren't quite as deadline driven or something like that like you know try to to really slow down the pace a bit um and until like you can kind of cycle back into it and I, I do find like if i go through that like it might take a month or two but um i'll, I'll usually bounce back um i think you know, there are different forms of burnout too. Like sometimes it's organizational, sometimes it's programming, sometimes it's uh, just emotional. Like when I was at Facebook, there was a lot of emotional burnout because I was there during um, the protests, uh, during Trump and things like that. And when, you know, Trump's on Facebook threatening to kill people and your leadership's like, no, we don't really want to deal with that. We're going to leave him on the platform. Like it's, he has a right to free speech emotionally you're just like why am i working here um and that's not like a burning out on coding it was more like burning out on facebook so you know handling that's very different than like uh, i don't want to open vs code and work on my side projects i'm just tired after like a school day or after a work day or something like that so i think like handling that kind of depends on identifying what kind of burnout you're feeling and then um trying to figure out like okay how do i address that like for me the facebook thing was leaving the company <laughs> i i agree with that um and i i think burnout is a lot of a thing that a lot of people struggle with and i yeah. did myself too a lot um like uh, months ago um but it is hard and it takes time but 
um eventually you you'll probably overcome it hopefully um yeah but, yeah um okay so I, I guess you mentioned this at the beginning of uh your uh, the conversation that we were having now um and i decided to ask this but um what are some of the like hardest challenges that you faced um working maybe at discord or just your time programming um like st- starting till now like w- what are some of the hardest things you've worked on the hardest thing we did was work on a sales platform at Zillow where we had a spec that came in about how we did like sales rates, like the the rate we charged people, how we calculated it and things like that. Um, and we publicly announced a launch date for all these realtors. And then we got a new pricing model that came in like three days before launch. And we realized that we were having to solve an equation with two unknowns, and it just was not possible. Um, And we had two days to figure it out. And we went to them. We're like, you know, we need to redo this. We can't do this. And like, well, legally, we actually have to do this pricing model. So good luck. Um, We ended up writing a brute force algorithm uh, that went through every cent between zero and $10,000 and would like try to compute this thing with and then like you know substituting that in for one of the unknown values and then calculate the second to find the right match um the problem was like there's a little slider that the user would drag to like say this is the amount that like I'm, i'm looking for so we had to run that calculation on every uh slider drag um which was okay on desktop like it was pretty jittery on desktop but on mobile it just broke everything and like really slowed down to a lag um and that was not fun it was something where it's like we're shipping a pretty awful user experience like we've completely shut out mobile and things like that but we just didn't have a choice so like those kind of situations where you you are being forced into shipping something that like normally doesn't hit your quality bar is just deeply unfun um like maybe it wasn't the most challenging problem to solve it was just like a challenging experience in that like i was upset that i had to put my name on like this is the feature i wrote um and you know we we eventually like over the course of several months we were able to like figure out a way around it um so we changed like the product which then let us change the code and like kind of fix that but um it was definitely like uh, a rough few months and we, we usually just said like, oh, it's because phone hardware is not as good as desktop hardware. Try it on desktop. And like people were understanding of that, even though it wasn't really the truth. It was kind of the truth of what was going on there. But um, yeah, I'd say like situations like that where like you're kind of forced into something that, you know, maybe you don't agree with from like a design perspective or you just don't feel great because uh, it's like not a fantastic experience so you're not like proud of the work um but it's still like a big project and you have to work on it for a while and get it out for for whatever reason um challenging at discord what is something i've worked on that's been challenging at discord i think maybe it's not so much a project but what's been interesting recently is like finding uh like like deploying thanks leah um no i'd say uh maybe more um 
working on features and specs and like trying to merge product needs with like design needs with API like consistency, uh, backwards compatibility, and like developer happiness. Like when we were working on um, the attachments changes, we were changing some of the API to allow for alt text on those images and like trying to come up with a way that makes sense for that was very difficult. Like there was a very clear product need for it. API users would need to set it, things like that. But finding like the right balance of um, like structuring it that where everyone's like maybe not happy, but like content with it was very, very difficult and took like several months. Um, you know, there's always room for improvement. It's not perfect for anyone, but we ended up in a situation luckily where it's like it's a decent feature. Um, it just took a lot of like kind of brainstorming ideas, trying to talk through them, figuring out, you know, if we do it this way, what are the drawbacks? And like trying to to find that that balance among like a ton of different parties. Like it's not just me and design. It was, um, you know, a, a big consortium of people. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to finish. That's why I had to pause there. But um, <laughs> no, no, you're good. Yeah. Going back to like that first part where uh, you had to shift something that you didn't want to necessarily like like it wasn't finished um i, I can co- relate to that um obviously you don't want uh like you want things to work on both platforms obviously but you obviously want to finish something and I, I guess you guys didn't really you were like kind of forced into shipping it either way um which like obviously you, you still feel bad because it's not finished um and you, you want to finish it and all, all, all that kind of stuff um so i can completely understand that um and situations like that's really stressful um and yeah, I, I can understand that. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. All right. So for the next question, um, it'd probably be, obviously you've worked at like companies, um, Zillow, Facebook, Discord. Have you ever thought about starting your own startup? I have. Um, yeah, there's been like different projects and things I've worked on where I've like, this would make sense if I wanted to make it a startup. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just there there's a lot of unknowns there. There's a lot of um a lot of time and effort to put in there and like financial instability and things like that. Um Yeah, it's it's something I'm always like in the back of my mind, but I just haven't acted on. Maybe someday if I find like the right project or product fit or something like that, I'd do it. But um I don't I don't fully know yet. Yeah. If you if you I guess it's okay if you don't know, but if you were to start a startup, do you know like what kind of like area it'd be in? Like if like software or like something else? Um, I probably wouldn't do anything like software as a service. It would be probably more of a an actual product. Um, like I mean, it would be software, it wouldn't be hardware or anything like that. But um, I don't think it would be kind of. I I think it would be more likely to be something that would try to like have throwbacks to the old web or um when i say the old web i mean like uh you know the 2000 to 2010 era so like forums uh you know you had web circles you had um kind of more personalized blogs and things like that rss so like kind of more of a document-based web that was a little more open and a little more uh decentralized as funny as that is like i'm not into crypto or anything but there there's some things there uh which um the the terminology 
is definitely like applicable. Um, you know, we, we've, uh, have worked in the past on like writing up customized blogs and things like that. And like, uh, you know, I grew up reading like David Walsh and, 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 uh, Chris Quire and CFS tricks, uh, you know, and, and, and that whole era of, uh, development is like definitely something like that experience colored me as a dev. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, okay. That's, that's cool. Um, so I guess my next question after that is what do you aspire to be five to 10 years from now? Oh, billionaire. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, no, they shouldn't exist. Um, I, I think like, that's a hard one. I had had like being a senior dev at a company I enjoyed was like one of my top goals. And like, now that I've achieved that, I don't really know, like maybe management would be interesting. Um, I don't know if I really want to do that though. That is just like something that, that seems, I like mentoring people and whatnot. And I know management isn't really like that kind of senior dev does that too a little bit. Um, but like, you know, when, when people come out of uh, college or something and, and join on, like being able to show them the power of CSS is always super fun. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm still trying to figure that one out a little bit. Like yeah, recently I've been talking more on like, maybe non-career goals, like trying to, to buy a house, which is a terrible market for it. Um, things like that. So, so I think probably, probably more personalized goals than like career goals at the moment, but it's definitely something I've been thinking about. I just don't have like a clear answer yet. Yeah, <laughs> I think Discord yeah. and the senior dev role were like, definitely like my top goal for, you know, five or six years there. And like, maybe not Discord specifically, but like a company that I like, supported in terms of product in terms of like what they stood for and what they believed in and things like that and uh yeah like achieving that and then when the, the short-term goal was like okay i'm at discord now i want to understand like what i'm doing and like actually know the discord product know the discord processes like understand the team i'm working on and like what our roadmap is and how we fit into everything and you know that took about a year to do like to, to really feel like i understood the stack and i understood where things are and like i'm i'm able to like not just go into the front end and make a change but the back end i can I, i'm fluent in the api um i understand the community which was a big one like you know if i'm working on the api and bots team i want to know uh the people i'm uh kind of going to be working for like not necessarily like as an employee but like you know I, i'm working for the developers the library developers and things like that and like making those connections definitely took a while um and, and like i feel like i'm there now like you know, y'all are interviewing me. So I, I've clearly made friends who aren't at discord. Right. Um, so yeah, now, now next steps, I'm not sure. Not quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking, I mean, uh, any suggestions, uh, definitely post them in chat. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, um, I apologize for asking like the big questions, like five to 10 years, like startup and all that. Um, it's just uh, kind of out there, but, um, no, they're I, good I, questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think like, yeah, it's, it's like I said, they're definitely questions I've been thinking about. I'm just like, the answer doesn't always come naturally, you know? And sometimes you, you like, I've, I've definitely been thinking about the goal thing for like the past six months. And I still don't fully know what I want to do. And, and it might just be like, maybe I try management and like, that'll say like, okay, I really enjoy this. Now my goal is to like go up the ladder there or it's, 
I hate this. This is awful. I want to go back to being a senior dev. And then the goal becomes, okay, well, if I'm a senior dev, like maybe a principal dev or, or whatever they call it, um, it's like the next step and that becomes the goal. But I think I'm, I'm kind of at that crossroads where it's like, which, which direction do I want to go? Um, yeah. 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 Okay. So actually, now that you mentioned that, has there been any point in time where you wanted to work like on another part of Discord rather than the bots and API team? Yeah, um, I would say there have been times where I wanted to work on other parts of Discord. I wouldn't say rather than the bots and API team. I think that there are some areas that are very exciting that like, you know, I've looked at and been like, oh, this would be really fun to work on, but not at the expense of bots and API. Like I, I haven't ever left the team or, or like even seriously inquired about it. Um, like forums are super fun. I think uh, the safety and anti-spam squads are doing really interesting work that would be fun to learn about. I think that, um, you know, the, the server pages and SEO, uh, work that we're doing. Um, I think, uh, the, like the guild webpage test has been increasing, uh, over the past month, but like that work is really kind of fun because it's, you know, again, it's a, it's kind of more website driven stuff, which, uh, is kind of like what my background is. Like, you know, I work on the discord app, but getting to work on a website again, would be a lot of fun. But I wouldn't say it's more fun than what I'm doing now. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So I guess the last question kind of to wrap the Discord part up would be how long have you been at Discord so far? Uh, almost a year and a half. I joined, I think, March 31st, 2021. Oh, okay. Uh, so, okay, almost a year and a half. All right. Um, all right. So I guess... Uh, kind of to move on from the question that I had, we can kind of go to the Q and A. Um, so yeah, let's we do can it. start from the top. Uh, Nicholas asks, "How's the interview process at Discord?" Um, the interview process at Discord is pretty fun. I found it was less leak Cody than like Facebook was or other tech companies that I interviewed at. I think when I was going to Facebook, I interviewed at about twenty companies. A lot of them were leak code style questions. Some of them were like kind of a mix of that and architecture. Some of them like had one or two and then did other stuff. A couple didn't ask interview or didn't ask coding questions at all. They just said like, you've worked at Zillow for five years. Like we trust that you can program. Let's talk more of like career and aspirations. When we did, uh, when I interviewed a Discord, it was a little bit of that and a little bit of like, okay, we're going to work on a coding problem that isn't leak Cody, but like has a very clear link to discord. So it was like, you know, we, we'd be implementing a, a feature and I, I could look at it and be like, oh, that maps so cleanly to discord. Like I can see exactly like I'm, I'm implementing a mini portion of this app. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool. Like they've still tested algorithms, code quality and things like that. But also um, they, they, they felt less contrived or, you know, some of those, those leak code questions just felt like, bs um like you know i i why would i be expected to memorize how to do this like obviously i could look this up on wikipedia and have it coded in about a minute flat in a real environment so um yeah it, it felt authentic and natural when i when i interviewed at discord um i also like that it wasn't all technical there was a section of the interview where i like talked with people who were in non uh, engineering roles uh and i thought that was that was really really cool yeah, it seems like a good interview process for sure. Um, yeah, it's rather... one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so for the next question, um, 
Ericy asks, uh, do you like Python or C++ better? Uh, definitely Python better, but I don't like Python. Um, I think Python is inferior to Ruby in most ways. Okay. And there's a question above, but uh, I'm assuming, like, if you're reading it, it says, did you make uh, a bot through the reverse engineered Discord API? I don't know if you know what that means. Um, no, I never did. I, I, I so, so before the API was official, I'm assuming this is what it means. Uh, I might be wrong. But before the API was official, there were uh, a group of devs, uh, including one of the devs who works on my team now, who, like, reverse engineered it and were writing bots for that. Um, I was following along people who were doing that, but I didn't actually write a bot during that era. Um, I kind of waited for it to be like finalized and um, opened up, and then I, I went in and, and made a bot. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, that was a lurker is how I describe it. <laughs> uh, okay, so for the next question, it's uh, how are you combating the issue against self-bots and nitro snipers slash stealers? So... Discord has like a whole division uh, around that. I don't really know the details, but um, you know they're using like ML, they're using uh, different signals and things like that. Uh, we have a pretty robust anti-spam system that um, I think has been getting a lot better. Like I I've noticed less spam now than I did like last summer um, and last fall. So maybe that's um, not the same experience you all have, but um, it does seem to be getting better uh and i think that team has been like you know they're the foundation is built up and now like you know they, they they've been working on it for a long time and i think they're uh starting to like really uh get good at it yeah i've, I've noticed that too um definitely like since like uh maybe, maybe even like like longer than last year maybe um but it's definitely gotten better less spam messages about like crypto and stuff like that yeah um, yeah yeah and like yeah. we were definitely playing catch up for a while there but i think like, 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 not to say it's completely gone. It's very much still a problem. But um, I, I think, like, we're not scrambling as much as we were. Yeah, I think, and I, there have been a few, like, companies that Discord has acquired, um, like, to solve the issue, too, I've seen. Um, but it's definitely gotten better, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so the next question is, uh, why VS Code over uh, NeoVim or other mod editors from Modo? I Adam is my was my editor of choice except for the speed issues. Um I mean VS Code is extensible as I, I think use the editor you like, right? Like um unless it's IntelliJ, because that one's no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, I think uh you know you, you use what you're good at. Um it's just a tool. I, I like it personally because like it's just it has it's set up. It's the one I went to first, and it's the one I've kind of set up. We had to use it at Facebook, so um, we, we used Adam initially, and then when Adam was sunset, uh, we switched over to uh, VS Code because that's yeah you know, what our tools team supported. Um, and uh, you know, I, I when I use GitHub Code Spaces or things like that um, on my iPad, like I have to use VS Code on the web. So it, it's just like the editor that kind of plugs into all the different um, surfaces I use. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, VS Code is definitely my favorite. Um, but I, I know like uh, Alistair uh, or Alistair and a bunch of others also use IntelliJ. Yeah, I, I never knew how to say it. it's IntelliJ. I think IntelliJ, but I don't know. IntelliJ, yeah. yeah, maybe it's that. 
Um, just JetBrains stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in general, yeah. Um, okay. So for the next question, it would be, uh, what's your best tip for succeeding at what you do? Um, that's a tough one. I think just be passionate about it and like be open to learning. Like I think, you know, I've am a good front end developer, but, uh, my coworker who hates CSS and thinks of themselves as a backend developer and a like language or, or systems programmer has definitely taught me some stuff about CSS and like um, being open to that and being like, oh, cool, this is interesting. I didn't know this versus like kind of being um, kind, kind of like not shutting it down, but just being like, oh, well, my way is better always like, you know, taking the time to actually go and, and learn about it. I think just like keeping that open mind is uh, is important. All right. Um... Next question here is, uh, what about joining a startup at an early stage? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I can't say I did that at Discord, but like we are still a startup. When I joined, we were probably about less than half of the employee account that we are right now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that, that is definitely something you could do. I th feel like, though, if I was going to do that, Usually the equity is not super great at that point and your workload's pretty big. I, I feel like I'm at the point where I would rather just work for myself for something that I believed in and, and wanted to build rather than um, joining another company. And like, you know, if I was going to join and work for someone else, I, I feel like I'd probably go to a, a higher paying job, honestly, where I wouldn't have to work quite as hard. Which is a big reason right. I haven't done a startup yet. <laughs> Uh, okay, so next question here is from Jack. He has four. Um, if you want, you can read them and answer them. But the first one's when will I be unbanned from Seoul? <laughs> Persistent. I'm surprised Jack got here. I didn't think Jack was going to tune in. I'll figure that one out, Jack. I'll get back to you. I got to <laughs> convene the council on that one. All right. The next question is what are your thoughts on React versus Remix? Remix is React, so I'm going to change that and say, what are your thoughts on Next versus Remix? Because I think that's probably more what Jack is getting at. Um, I think Remix is a really interesting framework. I think Next really shines when you have maybe more of a Jamstack website. I think Remix definitely pushed Next.js. Like Next was stagnating a bit. They were not doing a whole lot of interesting stuff. Um, but uh, I think Remix, like their layouts, their, um, their simplified APIs, things like that, I think really, uh, like the, the whole new, um, the layout RFC, is that what it is for Next.js? Is like directly inspired from Remix and React Router, which Remix is React Router, right? Um, so I think that is good. I think, I think Next.js is going to be innovating again. I'm excited for that. I'm a huge fan of Vercel. I think right now, personally, I'm a little more excited about Remix than I am Next.js. I think, especially, like, like I said, I, I consider myself like a classically trained web developer, and um, it feels like a framework for people like me, where it, it's kind of a throwback to some of the, the PHP paradigms, um, where it is a, uh, it, it really focuses on some of the, the best practices from like front-end developers, where it's more of a focus on the DOM, on the CSS, and then on the JavaScript. And I think Next.js um, kind of focuses more on the JavaScript and React side of it a little bit. 
All right. Yeah, I've never actually tried Remix before, but I've heard good things about it. It's um, fun. I, I really enjoy it. Awesome. Um, so next question is, do you still hate TypeScript? It's less that I hate TypeScript and more that I hate types. Um, so like I said, I, I learned Ruby and a lot of my opinions were formed from my early experience with Ruby on Rails. And I think types are good at scale, but I think that they do slow you down a little bit. I think TypeScript for libraries makes sense. I'm a little less convinced that like library or uh, TypeScript for like applications is a good call. Um, I'm trying to do that with uh, a remix app right now, and like it works, but you know, I, I feel like I'd be iterating faster with JavaScript at times. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I think I think TypeScript has some very interesting decisions. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Um. All right. So, last question from Jack is, uh, "What's it like to be old?" I have money I can spend. It's wonderful. Highly recommend growing up with uh, savings. Um, it's it's interesting. You definitely start to feel like a little out of touch with the youths. Like y'all say like mid now, and I had to be taught what that is. Um, it's a little more work to keep up with some of the tech, a little more work to keep up with some of the social networks, a little less drive to keep up with all of that as well. Uh, so like staying thirsty is a challenge. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, it is hard to keep up for sure. Um, all right, next question is, uh, which one do you prefer, Fanta or Sprite slash 7-Up? I drink water. I haven't had soda in so long. Um, uh, wait, it, it, the last time that you did have soda, um, like, I, I, guess... I think 7-Up or Sprite, probably. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Next question would be, um, this is a long one. Um, if you want, you can read it. Um, it's by Erky. Uh, alternate discord clients or client modifications. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so it's interesting. Um, I think that is a bit of a nuanced answer in that a big reason we don't is because we rely on signals from that client for anti-spam and if you are using alternate clients or client modifications those signals can get messed up and you can get falsely flagged for being like a spam bot a spammer or something like that and banned and it, it's okay it's it's kind of like less about control and a little more about like user safety and like protecting you from getting falsely flagged I don't have any like beliefs that like in terms of control you shouldn't be allowed to. I do think though that like it's a personal risk and things like that are are valid reasons to like try to dissuade most users from doing it. I think kind of saying like don't do this, you're opening yourself up is kind of the intent there. Uh, I like to say like to, not to scare people from not, uh, using them but to like try to give guidance to not use the client modifications or alternate uh, clients because of that that reason. Yeah, that, that completely makes sense, yeah. Um, and I know this question will probably come up a lot, um, but yeah. Um, all right, next question is, how do you go from good to great in front end? Um, um, I, I feel like it's a lot of it is CSS. If you know CSS, um, you have a niche that like, it's hard for others to like, like most developers don't like CSS. They don't want to learn it. They don't try to learn it. So if you know it, like 
you're going to be indispensable. Like that's been my superpower in all three jobs I've been at now as I'm, I'm really good at CSS. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, when you've been coding for a long time, um, and just do front end, um, you can get it so good. Yeah. It's easy to get wrapped into like JavaScript and focusing on the JavaScript side of it. But like, I've gone into code bases and like removed 300 lines of JavaScript with two lines of CSS. And like, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big, um, power to have i think so like to have that knowledge and like be the only person who have it and then you become like kind of the person people go to about css questions and whatnot and like that opens up opportunities for like mentorship like learning how to be a mentor and things like that so i think like that's kind of uh i i think like it opens up new doors that way yeah for sure um okay next question is have you ever heard of tari yeah that's the rust electron yeah. shell right yeah yeah uh, I, I've heard of it. Yeah, I don't think we're looking to use it because we have so many custom um, additions to our Electron app. Not to say like we, you know, won't ever do that, but um, I'm not sure. It's like at a point for us right now where like Discord could consider using it, but I don't. I don't really know. I don't do much native work, and I, I don't like kind of listen to what that team is doing. I know we have a lot of custom additions and changes to the Electron shell, though. So. Kind of like the same reason we still use Webpack instead of like SWC or ES Build is like all yeah, the custom yeah. plugins we have. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I mean, Tari's still pretty early, so it makes yeah. time, it makes sense for Discord to still give it time. Um, but yeah, all right. So next question is: Do you ever see yourself moving on from Discord, or are you uh, content to such a degree that you see yourself staying forever? Um. I'd say probably, uh, you know, eventually things change. Eventually I'm looking for something else. Um, maybe I do try and do a startup route. Um, like I'm not actively looking, but I, I don't think. You, you, you never know. I think I, I'd say like right now I'm, I'm pretty content, but, um, who knows what the future holds? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know enough to say, like, when I was at Zillow, I was very content for, you know, a while, and, and things can change very, very quickly. Uh, so I think at this point, like, I'm maybe guarded is the wrong word to use, but I, I, I don't take for granted that, like, what my experience is today is going to be my experience tomorrow. Yeah. Have one, Taylor, don't worry. I, I mean, Discord is a cool company to work at. I'm not going to lie um like obviously I, I don't work at discord but like i can tell that it's a pl good place to work um yeah yeah um okay next question would be uh does a man sit behind the screen reviewing all the complaints slash feedbacks that come to discord um especially like when a new type of hack comes around like the recent qr code thing um and how does discord tackle them um it so there are a lot of different avenues for that like security Reports go through, uh, one second, uh, it, security reports go through one avenue, complaints go through another, feedback goes through another. Like, so there's a bunch of different areas that, like, you can talk to Discord employees. For the most part, they are reviewed or looked at. I'd say feedback may be a little less of the time, uh, in terms of like everything being reviewed, but like the big upvoted things do get looked at. Um, so, like all of the security things are reviewed. Most of the tickets, I think, are actually reviewed by real people, unless like there's certain circumstances, uh, things like that. 
So I'd say like usually it's safe to bet that someone's looking at it. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's cool. Um. And for the next question, what do you think about Tailwind CSS? Big fan of Tailwind. So I actually have been getting into a lot of arguments at uh, work about that. Um, like constructive arguments, not like flame wars or anything like that. Like you know, we we always have technical debates at the company. Um, everyone has their own technical opinion, even if it seems like Discord and the API team is in lockstep. Usually behind the scenes, like everyone has very strong opinions that conflict, and we're always like. Even if we're presenting a unified face out front, uh, it's always interesting, like behind the scenes, like we're always debating with each other about stuff. And like, um, you know, we, we have different opinions. And, and Tailwind is definitely one of those right now where uh, I love it. Others hate it. And we're talking about it and like trying to figure out, um, does it fit into our stack? Would people be OK trying it? Like, what are its strengths? What are its weaknesses? Um you know, we have a, a developer documentation portal that we're, we're thinking about um, working on and like revamping and Tailwind being one of the contenders for, um, you know, styling it. Because like right now we use CSS modules and like a very custom Webpack build uh, that's all client side rendered. So it's, it's not great. Um, and if we redid it, would we want to move from that to something more like Tailwind CSS, um, which would be kind of, I think, a strong choice. But now, you know, I have to go uh convince some of my coworkers to like buy onto that that technical decision. Um I I like Tailwind as well. Um I just prefer prefer it over CSS, like just regular writing it out. I just think it's easier, but a lot of people like think the opposite. Um and they just dislike Tailwind completely. But there's a funny thing. Um let me find it. There we go. I'll link it in there. Uh but I've written in the past like initially uh, I felt very strongly Tailwind was the wrong way to write CSS. Um, I thought that it was just not like semantic. It, it didn't do X, Y, and Z. And then like I started, you know, even if I don't agree with it, though, I wanted to use it for a few projects. And after um, using it a little bit, I, I realized like, okay, actually, you know, this is really nice to to uh work on medium-sized projects come back to to have people come in and like feel like they can contribute because the styles yeah. are you know accessible to them um things like that yeah i agree with that 100 percent um all right next question here is what has been done so far with detecting slash combating verified bot mass dms um i don't know um i know that we are aware that they do it i think like when they get reported they get unverified i believe um assuming it's like a um assuming it is a like hacked bot and not just like a welcome dm setup um i think you know, we, we, we've talked about radical things as well to, to do but i don't think we've made a decision on any of that yet so i don't really know details on that yeah yeah i mean that makes sense um i guess everyone just has the questions because you're just uh discord yeah, yeah yeah i will say like there's a lot of stuff i don't know it's like i'm one of 800 or 900 people now and like keeping up with everything across all the divisions just like impossible so yeah yeah um there's there, a lot of people dm me and i'm like i just don't have an answer and they're like what do you mean your discord staff i'm like yeah but like if i worked for facebook would i be able to explain everything facebook's doing and like yeah we're a, we're a huge company now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um all right next question is uh day picker component when um 
I am not sure. Uh, it's something we want to do, but we want to get some. Um, we want to get some tests, I think, into Slate first. Uh, now that the React Native Android app is shipped, we we kind of are unblocked on adding new things again. So like, we we have a few projects that are a little more prioritized this fall. I don't know what we're doing past that, but like, uh, I know we talked about picking up work on that, but we decided to do uh, the new select types instead. So like, right now I'm working on uh, updating. Um, the the current select types, the string types, and adding like user role channel uh, select components. Well, they're mostly done. We just have to like kind of update them, give them a design polish pass, and then get them out. Um, they're Great. mostly waiting on on the Android app to ship. Awesome, awesome. Um, all right, next question is: What's a rare Discord Easter egg only a few know about? Oh, um, you know, honestly, I think you all probably know more about the Easter eggs than I do. Like, I have learned about several after I got hired. Um, I will say uh, the ones that trick the data miners into getting Rickrolled are probably some of my favorites. Uh, you know, they, they're not things that anyone would ever notice. But, like, when you data mine it and you try and access this feature and, like, you finally get the screen up and you click a link and it redirects you to the YouTube Rickroll, um, they always get very upset about that and i think it's the funniest thing <laughs> yeah i mean a lot of the easter eggs like a lot of people know about them um so it's kind of hard to enter that one i guess yeah um, but there maybe there are a few that no one knows about but yeah all right next question is uh have you ever added features i guess just in general um easter eggs and similar without it being approved first um I don't know about an Easter egg. I remember there was one time I left a flippant comment in the code and it was the wrong type of comment, so it didn't get stripped out of the bundle. And I shipped it to Zillow and there was a comment in the source code of Zillow that was a little cheeky um for a week before I figured it out and removed it. Um but I don't think I, I think I was we we had to over, I had to come in over a weekend once because Mississippi passed a law that um, changed how we could display something on our website uh, and said like they, they passed it like Friday at night and they're like if it's not fixed by Monday like we're going to come in and uh, you know we're going to sue you uh, so we ran the numbers and figured out like okay Mississippi actually brings us enough money where like we shouldn't just IP blacklist the entire um, state uh, like we we, we, we could have denied listed them but um, we, we realized like we would have been like a million dollars in the red or something like that so yeah it was worth going in and actually fixing it so we came in and, and and fixed it up but it was a really nasty code hack and i left a comment in there being like shout out to the mississippi legislator or something like that but a little more cheeky uh and it was like you know how you can have different styles of comments and like one yeah. of them our java compiler strips out before pushing uh and one of them oh. it doesn't it was the wrong one but you know it was okay yeah. no one saw it but it was definitely something where i was poking around the next day doing development and i was like oh i should fix this yeah, that's funny. Um, all right, next question is, uh, have you ever taken down prod? And if so, how bad was it? Uh, I've only caused a single SEV2. And I think we said it was a SEV2, but like very liberally, like it could have been considered a SEV3. Um, I 
temp I broke attachments for an hour when you were editing a deferred response and attaching only an image uh for Boston for about an hour they were just loading um and that was during the uh um attachment rework that happened like probably February or something um you know super quick to fix and and, and revert um but uh yeah that was a uh, I think the only sev I've, I've done and it wasn't really taken down prod. It was just a, a minor, you know, it took an hour for someone to figure out what it was. And like for us to figure like to, to reproduce it was such like a rare, rare path, but yeah, that makes sense. One. Um, all right. Next question is, will Aquarius receive a slash command update? I'm going to take a look at it. Um, tomorrow, actually, I'm going to poke around and see if I can, uh, finish that up or at least get it a little closer. Um, I would love to be able to do that. I just haven't had motivation slash time slash interest. And right now it's it something broke. I, I think maybe it's forums, but it is uh, spamming one of my log channels with uh, errors and it's starting to piss me off. So like now I'm actually motivated to go in and work on it. And my boss sent me a DM, uh, a, a discord system DM, excuse me, in an email saying that I had to update it. So I probably should do that. Otherwise I might get fired. All right. Um, next question is uh, curious. What are the arguments against Tailwind at work? If you can talk about it. Um. Yeah. So. So I think people prefer the the the, the big one is like people uh, like block element modifier or a BEM uh, CSS. So they think like Tailwind and the atomic style of writing CSS aren't like correct, quote unquote. Um, so it's a different best practice. It's kind of a, a mix of uh, atomic CSS and like tokenized uh, forms of writing it, I guess, um, where like, you know, the, the class name becomes meaningless, right? Like all of a sudden the class name describes the style rather than what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's harder to understand at a, like a glance what you're looking at is the big argument. Um, I kind of felt that way too until I started using it and I realized like that's true if you're not in a component system but if you're in a component system like react or like view component on rails um it's redundant information right like you already have the name of the component as the component so the class names like if if you're in like a avatar react component and then the css just says like styles.avatar uh, or class name is equal to avatar, like that doesn't tell you anything. So like all of a sudden that information is already kind of redundant and um, the, you, you know, you're opening up a different file, you're trying to figure it out um, and, and you feel a little unsure about like removing lines from that because you don't know like where these class names are reused and things like that. Um, so so I think part of it is just like going through the, the, the flow of actually using it in another component framework. but um, yeah, like the the lack of class name, um, the kind of changing how like BEM works and things like that uh, to to more of an atomic style, like that that's always been like a push pull um, for years, and like this is I think just another rendition of it. Um, there's a few other arguments, but I think like those are like the primary ones. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Um, second last question is, is there an ETA on when premium membership gets rolled out slash status update on testing regarding it? No idea. I, I don't even know what team's working on that, honestly. <laughs> All right. Um, for the last question, um, it is, uh, so Discord staff don't get their bots approved faster or get intense faster. 
Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that's true. Um, I will say a few things there, I guess. Like one, I went through the main flow, uh, to actually approve Aquarius, like Aquarius hit the verification mark when I was at discord and I went through that flow just to see what it was like. Uh, the people in charge of it saw that I did that cause they were in a call with me when I did that and they laughed at me and they just went in and verified it. They didn't even look at it because like realistically, you know, I am under so much, uh, contractual obligations to discord already like there's nothing there that like is more important than the paperwork i've already signed to be an employee so like there's nothing i can do that that would be more harmful like you know i, I have access to everything already so um i i got less scrutiny there i will say like the turnaround time for intense and verification now is very low like we i know like People are kind of used to it being like a multi-week backlog, but right now it's like if you apply, you'll get an answer same day um, for the most part. So it's not necessarily like there, there's always kind of a push-pull, especially when we announce a new intent where there's a buildup and we have to work through a queue, but the queues are pretty empty. And like when my next bot, if my next bot gets to verification status, I'll do the same flow again and um, probably get an answer same day, I'd imagine. But uh, the only other thing I'd say is like I have the ability to go in and like flip the flags manually myself too, so like I could skip that flow. So we can, in theory, get bots approved faster, and I have done that for like Discord owned bots where I don't go through the flow. I, I actually just go in and manually, like for the DDevs mod mail bot, I verified it and gave it the intents myself manually rather than um, going through that flow. So like it's a nuanced answer, but I, I think like the queues right now are pretty low anyways. So um, there's no like line cutting because there's just no line yeah, yeah pronoun picker is another one i manually verified and gave intents to so that it wouldn't go through the queue awesome and yeah that, that pretty much concludes um all the q a questions i think um and yeah uh, uh i i guess that's another question too speaking of discord bots who actually coded snowball bot i don't know actually um i wasn't part of the team that that either worked or like uh contracted that out so I, I have no idea i think the community team ran that one i do think that is known information though. i remember someone talking about it i just don't actually know the answer so if someone out there knows um i'd say ask in displace uh they they probably have someone there who who knows the answer all right um i i think that's the last question um all right and then that pretty much concludes um this talk um it lasted for around an hour um so thank you so much uh ian or wait how, how do you say your name again ian or ian Ooh, we might have to do a party party vote on that use the uh the discord poll functionality and uh let's let's get a vote going um i think it's ian but all right i'll, I'll do that <laughs> <laughs> it's ian yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Ian, for um, joining us today. And thank you for everyone else for listening. Um, yeah. This talk will be on Spotify and YouTube. Um, but yeah. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. It, nice. It's recorded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks thank for, you. Uh, thanks for hosting me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of no fun. Worries. Thank you so much for joining. Um, but yeah, that concludes the talk. Um, yeah. Have a good rest of your weekend. Okay. Take care, everyone. Hi. Bye.